Welcome to the Clifford Chance Tech Antitrust Podcast, where our experts from different jurisdictions will discuss recent antitrust developments and trends faced by businesses in the Asia-Pacific. Hi, I am Peter Coney, a counsel here in the Tokyo office of Clifford Chance, where I am also the head of dispute resolution and investigations. And I am Masahumi Shikakura, a counsel in Tokyo and the head of Japan Antitrust. In our previous episode, we heard from our colleagues Zibo Lu and Ingrid Chung in China about the broader trends behind the increasingly complex and challenging antitrust environment in China and the implications for tech companies and investors. In this episode, we will look at antitrust developments in the tech sector in Japan. Masa, the Japan Fair Trade Commission otherwise known as the JFTC, has been active in the tech sector over the last few years. The Japan government has also recently established a new institution, the Headquarters for Digital Market Competition, or HDMC. Perhaps you could explain a little bit about the difference between the roles of these two bodies? Sure. The JFTC handles the enforcement of Japanese antitrust law, specifically the Ant-Monopoly Act. But the HDMC is responsible for developing rules and regulations for the digital market in Japan generally. So the HDMC deals with various issues concerning digital platform operators. Okay, I see. In that case, um, can you please start by telling us something about the JFTC's activities in the tech sector? Yes, sure. Um, there are two categories of involvement by the GFTC. The first one is market service, and the second one is enforcement, meaning investigations. As to market service, the GFTC has the market service in five areas of businesses in the tech sector, namely e-commerce, app stores, digital advertising, cloud services, and mobile operating systems. Thanks, Massa. And um, what were the key findings of these market surveys you've just described? Yes, as regards the first two, um, namely e-commerce and app stores, the JFTC's report was published in October 2019, and it indicated that certain conduct could have anti-competitive effects, such as unilateral revision of contracts, or uh, preferential treatment of themselves if they also provide goods through their own digital platforms. And then as regards digital advertising, the DFTC published its final report in February 2021, so almost one year ago. The DFTC pointed out some examples of conduct having an anti-competitive effects again. And the examples are, for example, uh, the restriction of transactions with competitors, the restriction of use of competing functions, such as third-party ad verification services, or uh, abusive use of customers' information, or uh, the lack of transparency regarding things such as fee calculations. And finally, regarding the market service of cloud services and mobile OSs, that was um, started in 2021, so they are still ongoing. That's very interesting. 
Um, does the JFTC actually investigate these activities? Yes, and this leads us to the second category of activities of the JFTC in the tech sector. Concerning e-commerce, in 2020, Rakuten, which is one of the biggest e-commerce operators in Japan, tried to introduce a new policy which requires vendors on Rakuten's e-commerce site to provide free shipping services for purchase orders exceeding about JPY 4000. Yes, uh, I recall this case and indeed it was widely reported in Japan in the news and elsewhere. Um, in the this Rakuten case, the JFTC also applied for an interim order from the Tokyo District Court against Rakuten in order to prevent them from introducing this policy. And I recall that it, this was actually the first time the JFTC has made a request for an interim order from the courts in the last 16 years. Uh, but ultimately, the JFTC withdrew its request to the court on 10 March 2020, as Rakuten decided to provide an option to vendors whereby those vendors could choose not to follow the new policy. That's right, Peter. And after that, Rakuten made a proposal to the JFTC, whereby Rakuten would take certain remedial action, which the JFTC accepted in December 2021. And Masa, regarding app stores, recently the JFTC announced the closure, in my understanding, of its investigation against Apple. Can you please tell us a little bit about this? Sure. And by way of background, um, app developers are obliged to use Apple's in-app purchase solution called IAP, and they need to pay a 30% commission fee to Apple. And there are many developments in this area in other jurisdictions as well, uh, such as in the EU or US, Netherlands, South Korea, and so on. And in Japan, the JFTC had been investigating such issue against Apple uh, since 2016, so almost five years. And in uh, September 2021, the JFTC announced that it had decided to close its investigation against Apple concerning Apple's conduct relating to read-up uh, after the JFTC confirmed uh, appropriate measures would have been taken by Apple. And I said read-ups, and that means the JFTC distinguished between normal apps and read-ups. And read-ups means apps which are used not to sell digital content, but mainly users can listen, read, and watch digital content which users have bought through websites. And Apple proposed allowing developers to include within read apps a single in-app link to external website to induce consumers to make purchases using something else than IAP and agree to revise its own uh, App Store review guidelines. And the JFTC decided to close its investigation um, after confirming such measures would be taken. So after uh, app developers would be allowed to include an um, in-app link within read apps and the app store review guidelines were revised. Okay, um, 
having listened to that, I suppose the key question for me is, why did the JFTC limit its decision to, to reader apps? Do you know why, Masa? Yes, uh, the JFTC held a press conference after the press release where they explained that they were focusing on read apps because it is difficult for these app developers to reduce costs as payments to copyright holders by app developers are already 60 to 70 percent. Thus, the 30 percent commission fee paid to Apple uh, would make it difficult for them to earn any profit at all. Do reader apps include games? No, it's not. Um, the JFTC indicated that uh, they would continue to pay close attention and investigate app store issues relating to the field of gaming. Okay, so that was the investigation against Apple. What are the implications of this for, say, that other well-known tech company, Google? Yes, uh, the same question was asked at the press conference uh, held by the JFTC as well. And the JFTC indicated that if another company acts similarly, uh, the same principle should be applied. Okay, thank you, Masa. Um, now I think let's move on to developments regarding the HDMC, which is the headquarters for digital market competition. What has the HDMC done since its recent establishment? The HDMC conducted market service and also held many hearings with various companies, including Google or Apple, and took the lead in the preparation of new legislation in Japan on digital platform operators, in particular regarding online mall operators such as um, Rakuten and app store operators such as Apple and Google. And also, the, the MC issued a report on digital advertising and they are currently conducting a survey on mobile OS. So the issues the HDMC deals with overlap with the issues dealt with by the JFTC? Indeed. The JFTC and the HDMC uh, coordinate their efforts. Okay. Um, do you mind, Masa, if uh, you could please summarise the new legislation I've heard about on digital platform operators? Sure. Um, this is called as the Act on Improving um, Transparency and Fairness of Digital Platforms, and it is called as TFDPA. TFDPA became effective in February 2021, so almost one year ago, and uh, the TFDPA has three features, uh, business areas, target companies, and obligations. As regards business areas, currently the TFDPA covers only online mall operators and app store operators. It is expected that digital advertising companies will be added in the future. And then in terms of target companies, only certain companies meeting turnover threshold will be regulated by the TFDPA. The thresholds are quite high. So only a uh, few of few company uh, meet the threshold, and it's JPY 300 billion. That is about three uh, three billion US dollar for online mall operators, 
and JPY 200 billion, which is about uh, 2 billion US dollar for app stores. And finally, concerning obligations, three types of obligations are imposed on digital platform operators. And firstly, the disclosure of terms and conditions to vendors which use digital platforms. And secondly, the setting up of a procedure to secure fairness, such as complaints handling. And lastly, annual reporting to the Japanese government, including self-assessment of the company's compliance with disclosure and fair process obligations. How is the Act on Improving Transparency and Fairness of Digital Platforms different from platform regulations in other jurisdictions? And in this regard, I'm thinking of, for example, the EU's Digital Markets Act and Digital Services Act. Um, actually, it is very different. While the EU's um, Digital Market Act or Digital Service Act aim to impose ex-ante obligations or speedy enforcement and deterrent sanctions, the obligations under the TFDPA are relatively light. The TFDPA employs an approach referred to as co-regulation, meaning that while the government presents a broad framework, it leaves it up to the voluntary efforts of each operator to a certain degree to accomplish the purpose of the regulation. Masa, do you think that such co-regulation approach will in fact work? Uh, that's a good question. And But as the TFDPA is very new registration, we need to see whether the current approach works. However, if there are any other issues which need to be addressed more directly rather than through the co-regulation approach, I think the HDMC can pursue such direct, direct regulations. Yes, as you say, obviously we will need to, to wait and see as to how it works out. Um, do you have any predictions about what might happen in this space in 2022? Um, the DFTC and the uh, HDMC are working on the survey on uh, mobile OS. And it is expected that at least for the DFT, uh, HDMC, um, they will release an interim report in spring 2022. Also, it is expected that the TFDPA will begin covering digital advertising. And also, in addition, uh, the DFTC will continue investigating gaming up in relation to the IAP issue. Thank you very much, Masa. In this podcast, we have covered the most significant antitrust developments in Japan over the last two to three years. The Japanese government, including the JFTC, has been focusing on how to regulate tech companies, and it is expected that there will be more developments in this area in Japan over the coming months and years. We will be very interested to hear from listeners if they have any ideas or questions about this podcast please do not hesitate to be in touch with us. In other episodes, our colleagues from other Clifford Chance offices will discuss noteworthy antitrust developments and trends in other key jurisdictions, and will also continue to keep you abreast of the latest antitrust developments in the Japan market. You have been listening to the Clifford Chance podcast. 
Please subscribe and listen to our podcasts on the Clifford Chance website, Apple Podcasts or Spotify.